Welcome to the Embodied CEO Podcast. I'm Kirsten, and while I'm an integrative performance dietitian by trade, a mom of three, and a wife, I am also a nearly two-decade entrepreneur turned business mentor, and I've seen all sorts of iterations of how to do business. And I'm tired of female business owners not fully stepping into their power because the road we've been told we have to take to get here sucks. In this podcast, I'm empowering entrepreneurs to trust their voice and expertise, to start thinking big when it comes to their business, and to move forward unapologetically toward goals that don't have to make sense to other people. Let's have the big conversations. Let's lay it all out on the table. And let's support each other forward in this crazy journey of entrepreneurship. Oh, and let's have some fun while we're doing it. Welcome to another episode of the Embodied CEO Podcast. I am your host, Kirsten. I am so excited you guys are here with me today. We're going to have a solo podcast today. I have a lot of thoughts that I want to share with you guys, and I'm going to give you context in just a second. But no guests with me today. It's all me, me and you here today. We're going to have some amazing guests for the next couple of months for you guys. We have some great podcasts lined up, some already recorded, and you guys are going to get to hear all of those soon enough. But today is going to be me and only me because I have a lot of things that I need to share with you, specifically about my weekend that I just came back from. So I'm going to give you some background and I'm going to give you some context around everything. I decided this past weekend, well, I didn't decide this past weekend. I decided a few months ago, but this past weekend, I was in Toronto for a mastermind in person with my mentor. For those of you who don't know, my my mentor is Stephanie Hewson. It's XOGingy is her handle on Instagram. And a funny side story on that. When I first came across Steph, she triggered the shit out of me. And she knows this. We've had this conversation. But she's been my mentor for two years at this point. And um, she's a wonderful human being. I adore her. And this was an opportunity to meet her in person. And this goes to show that whatever you see and and think of a person when you see them online, just remember that this is, it's a two-dimensional version, right? And I knew this of Steph because I've been in her one-on-one spaces and she and I have have obviously had some very in-depth conversations. So this was not a surprise to me, but I want to make that note. And I want you guys to remember that on the back end, that when you see a mentor online, when you see anybody doing anything online, you're getting a two-dimensional version of that person and you don't actually know them. You don't actually know their heart and their intention and how they function and who they are and their own private space. So my point with that is if you ever have the opportunity to go see one of your mentors in an in-person capacity and and go attend a retreat or VIP weekend or anything similar, jump on it, jump on it immediately. Don't even think, don't go past go, don't collect $200, just do it because it changes everything. It grounds everything. And I did a live on Instagram while I was at this retreat to kind of talk about the ROI component of that, that we kind of get in our head about with, should I do this thing? Should I go see this person? What's the financial ROI? And you have to stop doing that. There's not always numbers to make it make sense. There's not always numbers to quantify the growth that's going to come out of you allowing yourself to be in a space that's going to push your edges. And that's what an in-person space of mentorship is. And not just because of the mentor who's there, who's guiding you, but also because of the circumstance you find yourself in and the interaction with other people you find yourself in when it is a group type program. And that brings me to what I want to talk about today. And I didn't have a podcast recording scheduled on my schedule today. We usually schedule these. My 
team and I just to make sure that I don't fall behind on our calendar. But I also like to run my business very intuitively. You guys know that. So when something is on my brain, it is time to talk about it while it's on my brain and not to wait until the next calendar opportunity says I'm supposed to talk about it. So here I am. This is very off the cuff. I have no notes. This is a free form. We're just going to talk through things. I did a live while I was at the mastermind because a few things kind of, I don't want to say triggered, but a few things very much like poked at something that was in the back of my brain and things that are important to me that are in the back of my brain. And I want to bring this back to money. We're going to have an entire program on money. I want to say it's coming up in August, possibly September. I don't know when this is airing yet, so bear with me whenever you hear this, but there is a money program that's coming up. But I want to talk about money in the context of making it, making money. Because in the end, that's what we're here for in our business, right? All of us are here to make money in our business. There's not a person that decides to start a business for the sake of this is just super fun and I just want to do it. We call that a hobby that's not a business. So in the end, we want to make money with our business. And I feel like it is very easy to get lost in the shuffle of pursuit of money when we're in our business. It's very easy to have that be the driving factor and to have that be the sole component of why we do what we do. And then sometimes it gets us off track of how we do what we do. And that's something that became incredibly clear for me this weekend. I almost threw in the word painfully there, but that's not the right word because it's not it's not a negative, but it became very clear for me this weekend. There are several ways that you can become rich. There are many ways that you can become rich and rich has many meanings, right? So for the sake of money, what does richness of money mean to you? Does it mean that you travel the world with no expense spared and there's no thought given to where that money goes or how much money it takes to do that? Or does richness of money to you mean a roof over your head, stability, not worrying about the next paycheck? Those are two extremes of a long continuum, right? Of richness of money. And none of them are right or wrong. Like maybe exceptionally clear on that. None of them are right or wrong, but only one of them is right for you. And that's the part that became so clear to me that I want you guys to hone in on. And I'm going to talk you through it a little bit today. When you don't have money, and I've been there, I've been in a place where I didn't have money. I had no money in college, right? Like, I, I mean, my parents, and I was very grateful for this, and I recognize this privilege. My parents paid for my undergrad from a tuition perspective and helped me with housing and such. But I always had a job. I've had a job since I was 15 years old. I've always had a job. And I distinctly remember counting money and going, nope, I can't buy groceries today because I don't get my paycheck until, you know, Thursday or whatever. So when you don't have money, making money becomes just about making money. That's all it is. Making money becomes about, I need to have more. My husband and I used to joke around because I would ask him, well, like, what's your happy spot? Like, where are you going to be happy with money? And he goes, more. Because I asked him, what's the number? And his answer was always, more. <laughs> because at some point, when you're, when you're trying to just generate cash, that's the goal. You're just trying to generate cash to make it easier, to make everything easier. You don't even really have a target. You just want it to be easier. More is the measuring stick. But there becomes a point, there comes a point when it becomes more tangible than that, and at the same time, less, less about an overall drive. It becomes more of a 
oh, let's see what else we can do here. Oh, wouldn't it be cool if we reached this number now? Oh, how fun would it be if we play in the realm of seven figures or eight figures or whatever? The transition happens at some point and it happens gradually and you don't even really recognize that it's happening, which is a blessing, but also a little bit of a curse, which brings me to the point that I'm trying to make today. There are ways to make money that make you feel good, And there are ways to make money that make you feel bad. And I don't mean the actual process of making money. Please don't do anything illegal. Please don't do anything that harms other people. Please don't do anything that takes advantage of other people. That's not what I mean. What I mean is even in the same way that you make money in your business, you make money through coaching and selling your offers in your coaching business, but there's a way that that money can change how you feel about that money. And there's a way that that money can make you remain exactly the same. So what you have to do when you're looking at what is my long-term goal here and it's beyond, I just want to generate cash. And it's, this is the question I want you to ask yourself as you're, as you're working on expanding your business and turning your business into something that just generates money. How do you want to feel? Not how much money do you want to make? How do you want to feel? Because when you generate a lot of money, but you start shifting how you act, what you do, where your values lie, because you think you have to, because you see others who have made a lot of money be in a certain space, whether that is a physical space or a headspace or whatever with money, it is really easy to lose yourself in that process and no longer be the person that had the, has the same values that you had at the beginning of that journey. And that changes everything. That changes what that money is worth. That changes how you feel about that money and how heavy that money is to carry. You've heard a lot of coaches talk about you have to expand who you are to be able to hold a million dollars. What does that mean? These are arbitrary terms. These are big, you know, big fluffy words. But what does that actually mean? And there's many interpretations, but a lot of coaches mean it in a way of there's a lot of social pressure and mental pressure to be able to, you know, accept and deal with a million dollars. And not everybody's able to do that. And I actually disagree. I disagree that having money scares most people. I don't think that's what scares people. Now, a lot of people do get very nervous about what happens if I have seven figures or eight figures. Holy crap, what do I do with that? That is overwhelming to a lot of people, but I don't think it's for the reason that many coaches try to make you think it is. Many coaches make you think, try to make you think that it is that you can't somehow emotionally handle it and that it's too overwhelming. But I don't think that's actually the fear that most people have. I think the fear, the subconscious fear that most people have when it comes to thinking about themselves as a person who has a lot of money potentially, who could make a lot of money potentially, is that that you're actually fearing that it's going to change who you are, that it's going to make you different, that people are going to look at you differently, that people are going to think of you differently, that people are going to respond to you differently, and that your human interaction and the relationships you have built and how you're perceived is going to be different. And that's the part I want to challenge because that's the part that's in your control. Now, here's the reality. When a lot of money suddenly enters your life, a lot of things change because they have to. You suddenly are going to want a financial planner. Let's talk about very tangible things. You're going to want a financial planner. And Bob, who works at your local bank, ain't it, right? Like we love Bob, but he's not it. The guy who's been handling your checking account for the last 15 years is not it. So you're going to want to get a financial planner. You're going to want to get a CPA who really knows what they're doing for entrepreneurs with high incomes and dealing with your tax bracket and what that means and where the, I don't want to say loopholes because that makes it sound like it's somehow illegal, but where the benefits to an entrepreneur 
entrepreneur with high income actually lie in the tax code because they are there and they're about they are bountiful. We will talk about that a whole lot in the money program that's coming up. So there are tangible things that change, right? There are tangible things like oh my God, you can pay off all your student loans or wow, you can go upgrade the car or wow, that water heater that's been broken or on the fritz, right? Like you can finally just hand over cash and pay that. And you're also going to do some fun things and maybe take take a trip or do whatever, something that you've been desiring to do that has no financial ROI, but that is going to elevate your quality of life. For us, that was putting in a pool. We put in a pool because we live in the South. It's freaking hot all the time. We have three kids. They can roam around our backyard and we can enjoy the pool and it was beautiful. So some things are going to happen, but there's a lot of non-tangible things that have to happen. And those are the things that I think scare people because you can find people to help you manage your money. You can find the financial planner and you're probably not going to love the first one and you'll probably have to shop around a little bit and you can find a CPA, you're definitely not going to love the first one and they're definitely not all cut from the same cloth and you're definitely going to have a lot of disappointments before you find the right one. But those are tangible things, right? You get your banking figured out, you get those things figured out. The non-tangible things are the things that I think actually scare people. The things that actually make them go, holy shit, I don't know if I'm ready for having a lot of money because the idea is exciting, but what if tomorrow somebody dropped $2 million in your in your lap, then what, right? We've all seen those TV shows of the lottery made me rich. And then two years later, now I'm dirt broke, right? There are things that have to shift. And I think the stuff that actually, the non-tangible stuff that actually makes it really concerning for people or overwhelming for people is what happens in your interpersonal relationships and what happens with how you show up and the perception that people have of you. Because in the end, we all care. Let's just be honest here. Everyone cares what other people think about them. There is not a soul on this planet, unless you're a you know egomaniac so- sociopath, that doesn't care what other people think because you don't want the perception to be different from your reality. You don't want people to project their insecurities or their triggers or their ideas about you onto you instead of taking you at face value and taking the reality of who you are. But that's going to happen regardless, whether you have money or not. Let's also be really clear on that. The second you decide to step into any kind of leadership role, and if you're on an online business platform, you're in a leadership role because that's literally how you make your money. That's what you're doing. You're putting yourself out there. You're being vulnerable and it's really fucking scary, but you're doing it anyway. So people are going to, people are judging you right now right this minute, someone's judging you. Someone's judging you right now for how dare she or who does she think she is or whatever. Someone's judging you right now. So get that out of your head immediately that that's not going to happen or that's only going to happen when you suddenly have a lot of money. That's happening all the time. That has happened since, since you were in school, the very first day of school. Someone's judged you. So get that out of your head. But the part that I think is actually handicapping people from fully showing up to make a lot of money is that they're afraid that making a lot of money is going to change how their life functions. And here's the reality. When my husband and I first made a large amount of money from a previous business, I don't think anyone who knew us had any idea. They had no idea because A, we didn't broadcast it because it didn't need to be broadcast. It had nothing to do with anybody. Nobody had a clue. I don't think our children had a clue, right? Like nobody had a clue. Our parents knew because our parents, actually only my parents knew because my parents had to come and help with the kids because we were in just a lot of meetings and a lot of shuffling and had to travel a lot um, very quickly when we were going through that transition with the company. So my parents knew, but nobody else knew. My sibling didn't know. Um, My husband's siblings didn't know. Nobody knew. So that's the first piece. Nobody has to know what's currently going on with you and your money. You see a lot of coaches broadcasting how much money they made, 
you understand you don't have to do that, right? Like you literally need to never need to share that. If you want to share that and it feels good to share that, go share that. But if you don't want to, you literally never have to share it. You don't have to use that as social proof that you know what you're doing. You know that you know what you're doing and that's the social proof you need. So get that out of your brain. Nobody, first of all, needs to know. But second, and this is the bigger piece, and this is the piece that this weekend was so blatant in my face from some observations based on where I was. And not from my mentor. Let me be so super clear. She's she's adorable and the sweetest, and she is as down to earth and real as you can imagine. So anyway, not from her, but in in the circumstance and the places where we were, you don't have to adjust your baseline values as the money goes up. And this is why you hear me preach over and over and over that your job is to build a business that is based on your core values. What are your core values? If you cannot articulate those, slow down your business and figure that out first. My core values, you guys know this, is actually boils down to one value and that is freedom. But to, to drive that point home, my core values are freedom of time and choice in my life and freedom of money because money in the end provides the other two. If you have enough money, it gives you freedom of time. If you have enough money, it gives you freedom of choice. What is enough money that is relative? I want to make more money. That's 100% true. And I have no issue talking about that because I think women need to talk about money more. And I think we need to put more money in the hands of women. Nothing bad has ever happened when we put money in the hands of women. It's usually the other way around when we take money out of the hands of women or put that money in the hands of men. A lot of things historically have not gone so well. So I'm a firm believer that if we enable women, in particular mothers, to have more resources in their pocket, we can change the world. So I want to make more money. So what is enough money that is relative? But my point here is the value of who you are, the core values of what matters to you don't have to shift because you see other people shifting when they make money. We have all been in a space where we've been around a person who just oozes money, right? You just know this person just oozes money. And again, back to the very first thing I said when we started this episode, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. If you are all about the designer labels and the fancy things and the finer things in life, I applaud you. That is amazing. Do you. But here's my but. Here's my caveat. Who are you at your core? What are your core values? And have those shifted because there's now money at play? Because that to me is a massive signal that you were not stable and grounded in your core values first. It means your core values are dependent on financial worth. And that's when things go wrong. That's when it becomes pressure. That's when it starts to feel weird. That's when it becomes a never-ending chasing of your own tail to make more and more and more money. And it doesn't have to be that way. Switch the order of transactions in your brain. Before you worry about how do I hold a lot of money, worry about how do I hold my integrity and who I am through everything. Who are you at your core? What are your core values? What is important to you? To me, one of my core values, business aside, is kindness and respect. I cannot stand when somebody disrespects another human, especially when it's uncalled for. Even when it is called for and somebody was disrespectful to you, to you first, you do not need to disrespect the person in return. You can use your words very well and very wisely as weapons, but they don't need to inflict disrespect. These are important things to me. Disrespect does not fly. Unkind words do not fly. Why must we make comments about other people and their beings and things like that? It's unnecessary. Those things don't fly. 
to me, another core value is equality, right? Like it does not matter where you work. Do you work in the service industry or are you the CEO of a Fortune 500 company? You're just a human. In the end, you sit down on a toilet to poop. Do you know what I mean? We're all the same. Just because somebody is in a different position in their life versus somebody else, it does not change the value of that human. So my core values, I am so grounded in those. I want peace. I want calm. I want equality. I want respect. I want that for myself. I want that for everyone in my circle. I want that to be the impression that I leave with other people. I want people to leave my space feeling like they were genuinely cared for. That is of vital importance to me. It's not transactional. It's a genuine connection. When you settle in that first, when you worry about establishing that first, and this goes back to your business, you guys, this is stuff I always talk about. Build the connection. Let them see who you are. Be genuine about what you do. Everything else follows. When you build that first, not only is it easier to generate money because of everything that I just said, because people will connect to you, the human. And guess what? Kind humans attract a whole lot more humans than show-offy humans. So be that first and be really grounded in those values and the money will come. But also, it is so much easier to imagine yourself then as the person with a lot of money because the person doesn't change. It's just like changing your outfit. Like yesterday you were a person in shorts, today you're a person in pants. That's it. Yesterday you were a person who didn't have a lot of money, today you're a person who has a lot of money. But who you are doesn't change. Back to what I was saying earlier, rich, the definition of rich is vastly varied. And yes, there's the very tangible money definition of rich. And again, even that is varied from person to person. But I want you to expand the definition of rich for yourself. And this goes back to business. I am already rich. I was rich before I had money. I am already rich and have been rich. The second I found my husband, who is my best friend and my soulmate, and we knew that four hours into our very first interaction, that was a seven-hour interaction when we randomly ran into each other at a you know Starbucks at a Barnes and Noble. Like I was rich from that moment. I am rich because I have three wonderful, amazing humans in my life. I am rich because I have a core group of people that genuinely know me and respect me and appreciate me for who I am. And I've seen me at my best, but also at my worst. And they're still here. I am rich because I have massive discernment with humans because I've been burned by a lot of humans, by a lot of humans, even people who are really close to me that I trusted. And I've been burned by those people. And that has made me rich because I have discernment now and I can tell who has what intention. And I'm grounded in that. I don't change from that whether or not there's money at play. If all of those things had not been in place, I would not have been able to hold this business the way that I have from the start. When you hear coaches talking about, can you hold it? That's what we mean. That's it. My business right now, the success right now with my business right now, I've said this to my husband many times before. If this had come 10 years earlier, I wouldn't have been ready for it because I wasn't grounded in all of those other things. I wasn't grounded in the richness that I already had. I wasn't grounded in my values because I was still kind of figuring out, well, what do I have to adjust in order for people to accept me the way that I am? And that's the biggest mistake you can ever make. Be who you are and the right people will find you. This holds true in your personal life. This holds true in your business. Be who you are and do not change that. Do not let that alter be altered by external influence or by circumstance or by who is currently mirroring whatever back to you. Be grounded in who you are, but then also put ego aside and be open to, oh, this is a shit component of what I believe in. I must change, right? I'm presented with new information. I must change. Be grounded in that and establish richness there first. 
and then worry about the money. Because when money flows into that, when money flows into where you're already so solid in everything you do and who you are and how you function and what is important and where your values lie, money doesn't change. Money amplifies. Money doesn't change you when you're there. Money only amplifies who you are. When money starts changing who you are and you find your priorities shifting as a result of money, you weren't grounded to begin with. And that's a very dangerous spot in which to receive money. You hear a lot of coaches talk about the manifestation of money and who you have to be to receive money. And and to a degree, yes, some of that stuff that a lot of people call woo, it, it matters because it's your mindset and it is energy. And whether you believe in energetics or not, I'm not a huge believer in, you know, I send out positive vibes and they come back uh, and money manifests. I'm not a huge believer in that because there is work required. But I am a huge believer in how you approach something from your mindset and your your settlement and grounding in who you are shifts everything. And you know that if you've ever moved or stepped into a space, groupthink is the best example, right? If you've ever stepped into a space where a bunch of people were like, oh, let's go do this thing. But like that thing is against your values. If you're grounded in that and you're secure in that, you're going to bow out of that situation. You're going to say, you know what? No, I don't want to be part of that. Thanks. Not even necessarily that you're going to dissuade them, but you're just going to be so solid in your situation that you know not to pursue that, that you're not going to change because a bunch of other people are changing. So you know what that's like, that feeling of, I feel secure and grounded here. You have to have that feeling with money before you ever have money. Again, this weekend, I found myself in a space where there were a lot of different examples of a lot of people with money. And some of those examples were beautiful because you could tell these people were really solid and grounded and they would be the same way without money. And then there were several other examples that were much less pleasant and much less, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm just going to stick with much less pleasant examples of people that you know are who they are behind a facade of money. There's very little grounding in sincerity or generosity of spirit or kindness toward equality of all people. (laughs) If there wasn't money, it's about a financial transaction. And you could tell these people have been changed by money. So for your business, bringing this back home, because you guys know I like tangibles, for your business, if you want to be a person who can generate a large amount of cash in your business, look for the places where you're already rich. Look for the places where you are so grounded and then look for the holes to where you're not grounded. Are you not grounded in your ability to transact with money? Do you get nervous every time you have to buy something? Do you get nervous every time a bill comes? Do you get nervous every time you have to move money somewhere? You're not ready for more amounts of money because you're not grounded in the richness you have now. Let that sink in for a second. Rewind and listen to that again. It's not about manifestation of money. It's about following the logical truth. If you are not capable of being secure in who you are and how you interact with small amounts of money because it makes you nervous and you don't trust yourself, then how could you possibly be a person that is going to receive larger amounts of money because you have to be secure in handling those? Work on who you are as a fundamental being in your values, get so solid and grounded in that, and then start playing with the idea of, well, what if I extend that to how I handle money? What if I extend that to the feelings around money? What if the feelings around money are no longer black or white or absolute, and those feelings are just, this is an extension of the richness that I already have, and how do I step out into the world with this? Does it change how I interact with people? Does it change the way you think somebody when they open a door for you? 
If you walk into a place and whether it's a hotel or it's just a grocery store and somebody just happened to be in front of you, or it's the hotel where literally the doorman is opening the door for you, does your interaction with that human change depending on which place it is? Are you exceptionally kind and grateful to the person at the grocery store that stopped and held a door open for you? But you assume that it is meant to be this way and they are they have to do this for you. So therefore, they should just be grateful that they get paid to do this for you when it's at a hotel. Then you're not grounded in your values. Get really, really grounded in your values. <laughs> get grounded in your values and see where ego is getting in the way of you holding a large amount of money because you're not secure with a small amount of money. And it's not about the dollars because where's that cutoff? Where's the cutoff? For some people, holding $10,000 will be massively overwhelming. For some people, holding $100,000 will be massively overwhelming. For some people, holding $10 million feels like nothing. So it's not about the dollar value because that's so arbitrary. And not only does it change from person to person, but changes within your lifetime and changes within your circumstance. And one month, something might feel really expansive and, and, and great. And another month, that same thing might feel massively overwhelming. So it's not about the dollar value. I need you to get grounded in who you are as the person that is generating a large amount of money. And whether you are right now generating large amounts of money or not is not relevant can you be the person that no matter what is going to come to you can be grounded in values and remain solid and the same and not bothered by potential opinions or potential judgments from external people who haven't worked through their own values and therefore are projecting that onto you and therefore are acting a certain way. And those external people can be people who have no money or people who have a lot of money. And again, I experienced some of that this weekend. It can be both extremes but if they change how they act and who they are because there's money or there isn't, their projections are a lack of core values established in their lives. If money freaks you out, if having a lot of it feels overwhelming, it's not the actual money. It's your inability to feel so grounded in who you are and having a deep knowing that you are no different. You are no different with money or without you are no different. Are you the same kind human and act the same way and have the same core principles? And are you so solid in those that they literally would never change no matter the money? When that is established, money is not an obstacle. You still have to do the work to generate it. Let me be clear, tangible things on this podcast, right? You still have to do the tangible work to, to generate the cash, but having cash and dealing with cash and holding space for cash is a non-issue when you are grounded in who you are. I had to get that out today. This was, this was a thought process that I had this entire weekend and something that took me um, probably a decade and a half to kind of step through and not even recognize that I was feeling these things. I have never changed who I am. And the only thing that has ever made me feel remotely strange about talking to other people about money that we have generated has been the, how will they perceive it? And that made me dig really deep into, but I'm no different. And if they choose to see me differently because I now have money attached to my name, that is not about me. That is about them because I am secure. Once I decided that, everything else was secondary. This is why I can comfortably talk about money. This is why I have zero issues discussing how to generate more of it. This is why I have zero issues coming on a podcast and saying, we don't give enough money to women. Women should have more money in their pockets. Women who raise children should have the most money in their pockets because that is our future generation and we are creating wealth moving forward, intellectual wealth, emotional wealth, kindness wealth, but yes, also financial wealth. 
it's because I have stepped through that process and really thought about what is it about money that makes it feel some kind of way to people. So with that, I'm going to wrap us up today. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. Again, the money program is coming up. You guys can check my Instagram at the Kirsten screen to get all the dates on that. If you're not yet on the email list, make sure you hop on the email list. Just go to kirstenscreen.com. And at the very top, there's a quiz you can join to get the email list. At the bottom, you can just drop your email to get the email list, get on the email list. But we will update you on details on all of those things. You guys know that the mastermind is on open enrollment, so you can join at any point. These are some of the types of conversations that we have in the mastermind because running a business is not about the daily tangibles. It is. Those matter. But the daily tangibles are the easy part. And if that's the part where you're currently struggling, you definitely need to up your game and start talking about these other things because those are the things that actually matter. The hard conversations about how do we shift? How do we pivot? How do we hold it all? How do we grow? How do we push to the next level when nobody else does even knows what that next level is, including ourselves? Those are the conversations we have in the mastermind. Our mastermind is called The Evolution. You can join The Evolution at any point. Message me. Um, you can DM me on Instagram. You can email us at hello at kirstenscreen.com if that's something that you're interested in. I will have a few spots of one-on-one mentorship opportunity open in the second half of the year. If that is for you, there's an application to fill out. Again, just message me. I'm so happy to send you that link and then we can have a conversation about whether it's the right fit. And with that, I'm going to see you all. Actually, I'm never going to see you, but I'm going to hear you all. You're going to hear me. I'm going to connect with you all on the next episode. And I'm so grateful that you were here. Have an amazing day. Thank you for listening to the Embodied CEO podcast. To connect with me, Kirsten, head to kirstenscreen.com or find me on Instagram at the Kirsten Screen. My DMs are always open. So drop in and say hi. Be sure to follow, subscribe and share the Embodied CEO podcast. And now go out there and take some action.